serve the living God the only true God oh my amen who can do exceedingly and above all that we could ever hope for even saw brother there I'm going through such a hard battle right now I'm going through such a hard time the doctors gave me such bad news that's just a great chance for a miracle amen it's just a chance for God to just show you just how much he loves you and how much he cares for you because things don't happen to Christians, they happen for Christians. Amen. And everything we face in life, it's an opportunity to praise Him and to worship Him and to love Him. Hallelujah. Oh, He can part the sea for us. He can take the bitter waters and make them sweet. Oh, hallelujah. He can take the darkness and make it light. Amen. You know, my mama used to tell me when I was a little boy, she'd... She'd tell me, she'd say, you know, Daryl, as long as there's breath, there's hope. And I always thought that was such a, a wonderful saying that my mother told me. And years later, after I come to the Lord, started serving the Lord, and one day my mama told me that, you know, she said, you know, Daryl, as long as there's breath, there's hope. And I said, you know, mama, that's so true. I said, but you know, the God we serve, that even when there's no breath, there's still hope. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's the God we serve tonight. Amen. Do you love him? Kind of an honor to be here. We want to, it's been on our heart, and Brother Donnie asked us to minister, but it's been on our heart maybe just to pray for the sick this evening. And it seemed like there's so many needs among us, and I just wrestled with it and couldn't get, a, get away with it. Had some wonderful healing services last weekend up in Indiana, and the weekend before that down in Missouri. Just had a wonderful time in the Lord. And this past weekend, I, I saw a man suffering with back trouble, and uh, we had had a healing service there on Saturday night and this man come in with his back just all messed up and seen the Lord miraculously heal the man standing right there 
come to church the next morning almost doing cartwheels. And I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I don't understand. I've suffered since September, laid in the floor and cried. And, and yet, what's the Lord just move on a man like that? You know, but he's God. He's still God. Amen. So we just love him and believe him and trust him. And, but we had several, several, a, a man delivered of alcoholism over the weekend. Just some wonderful things that the Lord has done. And if he can do that in Indiana, he can sure do it in Tennessee. Amen. So we're just going to look that way and believe tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Romans. We're going to read from Romans chapter 8, uh, verse, starting at verse 15. Thank you, buddy. Romans 8, 15. And uh, we just trust it will be a blessing to you tonight. It's been many, many years since we preached this message, but it came on our heart. We had to find it where it was even at and pull it out and knock the dust off of it. But we trust it will be a blessing to you tonight. Amen. Amen. Romans eight fifteen. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, that the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. Amen. That's important to know who we are. Amen. Amen. We are the children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. I want to speak to you tonight on joint heirs with Christ, but I want to take a title out of that for the, for the tape is The Bride's Checkbook. The Bride's Checkbook. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to praise you tonight from the depths of our heart, Lord. We are so grateful for what you have done for us. For the Bible said while we were yet sinners, you died for us, Lord. And Father, we know that in this great atonement, Lord, for salvation, there's also, Lord, a, a venue for healing. And you are our healer, Lord. Father, I believe that. That's why I took soap and wrote it on the mirror in the bathroom that I could see it every morning. God is my healer. Amen. And Lord, there's many needs tonight among us, Lord. And Brother Bo Smeaton and Sister Joyce down in Dyersburg, Lord, just having a difficult time right now. I pray, Lord, may your spirit go to my precious friend tonight and touch them, Lord, we pray. And Lord, the other needs of the car accident and Lord, we know what it's like to hear the news of an accident and the, Lord, the, the things that follows that kind of a situation. I pray for those involved tonight, Lord, and others on the prayer request list tonight. And Lord, my, my buddy brother Joel, Lord, with the blood clot in his leg, but Father, thou art God. We know, Lord, that you can dissolve that clot even while we pray, Lord. And we ask you tonight in the name of Jesus, by the same anointing that raised my Lord from the grave, may it move tonight upon every need in the building, dear God. Those that would be afflicted, Father, with the flu and the stomach virus and the respiratory and all the things that are going around. But, oh, God, we claim the blood tonight, Lord, and we believe that you're our healer. And we ask, dear God, may you move and may they be grateful testimonies as we write out our checks tonight and send them in as believers it's our God given right to approach the bank tonight Lord 
And may we lay aside every weight and every sin and every doubt and every feeling, Lord, that's contrary to your word. And may we simply stand upon the word of God tonight because we know the word of God will defeat Satan anytime, any place, anywhere, under any condition. So, Lord, we don't stand tonight on feelings. Our feelings are lie to us. We don't stand here tonight on emotions. Our emotions are lie to us. But we stand here tonight upon thus saith the word of God. Knowing, Lord, that word will never fail. Bless your children tonight, Lord. These prayer cloths that we have on our body, those who asked that we would wear them tonight, whatever the need would be, Lord, as the cloths are laid upon it, may it come to pass for thou art God and we love you and we believe you and we worship you as our healer and our savior. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the bride says, amen. amen. God bless you, saints. You may be seated tonight. Well, praise the Lord. Isn't he wonderful? I want to read you a few quotes and just kind of warm you up a little bit. Some of the things the prophet of God said really blesses my soul along the lines of healing. But he said, now I'm your brother and I'm just here for one purpose and that's to help you. And the only way that I can help you is to get you to see what Jesus Christ has already done for you. So you see tonight, I'm not trying to convince you of what Jesus will do for you. I'm trying to get you to understand what he's already done for you. But Brother said, I trust that he will give you the desire of your heart, knowing that you're a Christian. You're not a critic. You're a firm believer in what I'm talking about. And in that way, I can help you. So if you're a believer tonight, you can be helped. Are there any believers in the building tonight? You know, they said, Brother Branham, I'm old. Is healing for me? He said, yes. Healing is for whosoever will. He said, but I belong to the Methodists. He said, I don't care where you belong. Healing is for you if you believe it. Amen. Amen. When the prophet of God stood in discernment and over and over again, you'll listen to the prophet in discernment, telling somebody where they're from, telling them what their name are, telling them what the street address was, Tell them what's wrong with them. Tell them not only you're praying for you, but you've got a son at home and what he's going through. And every time he would use the discernment, he would tell them, do you believe? Was that true? Do you believe? Because you see, it's not just enough to have the gift of a discernment used on you. You've got to accept what he did for you. Amen. You see, until you understand that the word is talking to you, it'll do you no good. Amen. I can yell your name all day, but if you don't understand I'm talking to you, it'll do no good. But you've got to believe if there's only one person in this building that's going to receive a miracle tonight, you've got to believe it's you. Because it's based upon faith. Amen. Well, but my condition's so bad, it don't matter how bad the condition. Cancer ain't nothing to God. Arthritis ain't nothing to God. Back trouble ain't nothing to God. Marital trouble ain't nothing to God. He's God. Amen. Amen. Oh, my. He said, we stand here not her a Christian, and I know she's a Christian. So how do I know that? I've, I've never seen her before. So how do I know she's a Christian? Because moving in is a welcome spirit. Another place he called it a warm welcome spirit. I said moving in is a welcome spirit. She believes. The spirit on him acknowledged that she believed. Amen. Because a warm welcome spirit was created. 
And I was thinking, what if we tonight, even though you work today and you're tired and the kids had school, but what if we could create here tonight a warm, welcome spirit that the Holy Ghost could fall among us and confirm that we are believers. Amen. Let all doubt, let all fear, let, all, let it all be gone. We're in his presence. Let's, let it, let's create an atmosphere of faith that God's going to do something wonderful for us tonight. Why wouldn't we believe that? What good would it do us to believe anything less than God would do something wonderful for us on a Wednesday night? Amen. We're his children. We are his children. He loves us. He wants to heal us. He wants to revive us, the prophet said. Healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. Are you hungry? There's some bread here for you tonight. Amen. Oh, I just love that. Healing is the children's bread. Amen. It's in the atonement. Amen. It's only the love of our Father. Listen to this quote. It's only the love of our Father that loves us so much that He sends His Word. He sends His ministers to preach the Word. God loves us so much, He sends His ministers to preach the Word. Then who is it trying to get the ministry to stop preaching? Who is it trying to promote tape only? Well, glory. It's only the love of the Father. He loves us so much, He sends His Word. He sends His ministers to preach the Word. Then He sends gifts into the church with His arms spread out, trying to get you to believe. Trying to get you to believe. He wants to heal you tonight of thousand times more than you want to be healed but you're afraid you go by how you feel because you regard that you've lived by your feelings your whole life has been wrapped in that but you must get away from that and act on God's word we must get away from our feelings our feelings will lie to us amen if I'd have preached in the last six months, if I'd have preached when I felt like it, I'd have preached none. But we don't preach when we feel like it. We preach because it's our commitment to God. Amen. But he wants to heal us. I, I thought, I read this quote, I thought, the times, Brother West, I've laid in the floor and cried out to God for my healing. My back hurting so bad. My legs hurting. Just will scream out in pain, crying for healing. And God wants to heal me a thousand times more than that. Amen. Oh, that's wonderful. God wants to heal you tonight a thousand times more then you want to be healed. Amen. You know, I think we should yield to his desire and not our desire. We should yield to what he wants to do for us. Well, glory. Amen. Our scripture reading that we read tonight, the Bible says, Romans 8, 16, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 
Notice when Brother Branham, the anointing was upon him. It was the anointing that was upon him that acknowledged those people as believers. It's not enough when I say, well, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. But when the Holy Spirit gives evidence back to us that we are believers, it's not what I can say about myself. It's what the Word says about me. Amen. We are the children of God. We're not going to be the prophets. And I didn't come to mix up a doctrine. I come to straighten one out. To get away from this fear and the scare. That you don't know who you are. You're not going to be. You are now sons and daughters of God. You always were sons and daughters of God. It's time we look into the book and see who we are. Like the little boy that looked into the mirror. He said, well, mama, that's me. Amen. Amen. Do you love him? Amen. What the Spirit says. Then if we're children, if we're children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So the Bible said that if we're children of God, then we're heirs of God. If we are his children, we are his heirs. That's what the Bible's. Well, brother, I don't feel like it. He never said, did you feel it? But do you believe it? Do you believe what the word is saying about you? The Bible said that we are the children of God. And if we are the children of God, we are the heirs of God. Now, in the Messianic usage, the word heir is one who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship. We inherit our possession, Brother Keith, not because we feel like it, not because we're rich, thank God, not because we're smart, thank God, not because we're good looking, thank God, but we receive it solely based on the fact that we are a son. Oh, God. One who has acquired or attained the portion that's allotted to him. Like Caleb said. Notice what Caleb said. Caleb didn't say, give me a mountain. He didn't say, give me Terry's mountain. He didn't say, give me Keith's mountain. He said, give me my mountain. Amen. That's what I want. I want what God gave to me. But if you don't want yours, I will take it. Amen. If we're the children of God, then we have an allotment that's been given to us. You see, you cannot be a son and daughter of God without having an inheritance. Now, don't get family inheritance confused with God's inheritance. Because in family inheritance, they can give it all to one. But it don't work that way as a joint heir. Like if me and Brother Wes and Brother Terry, if we were all natural brothers and our daddy died and we go to the reading of the will and he gives Brother Willis the farm and he gives Brother Terry the Cadillac with the spin hubcaps and he gives me a mule. Am I an heir? Yeah, I got something all right. But Brother Terry rides a Cadillac church. I've got to ride a mule. That ain't right. Some people give one son everything, give nobody else. That's family heir. But I'm not talking about natural family heir. I'm talking about God's heirs. 
and the Bible said we are joint heirs and a joint heir they share equally hallelujah in the inheritance oh did you hear that they share equally in the inheritance well, brother, I believe I'm a son of God, but I ain't got nothing. I ain't got no authority. I ain't, I ain't got no joy. I ain't got no victory. I, I don't have no anointing. I, I believe I'm a son, but, but I just ain't got nothing. Let me just tell you right now, the devil is lying to you. You are believing a devil's lie. If the devil tries to get you to think that we're just an orphan and maybe God loves us and maybe God don't love us, he's come too late to tell me that. I've done looked into my daddy's book. I've done looked into my genetics. Hallelujah. I've done seen I come from God and one day I'll go back to where I came from. And I am an heir of God and everything that God has, everything that God gave Jesus Christ, he gave me. Hallelujah. Because me and Christ are joint heirs. We're children, then we're heirs of God. And the Bible said we're joint heirs with Christ. That means whatever Christ has, you have. Joint heir means co-heir. A person who inherits jointly with another heir or other heirs is a joint heir. We share the inheritance together. I wonder, Brother Terry, if that's why he's not ashamed to call us brethren. Charles Spurgeon says it this way. First, then, there's a legal term in the will which the whole matter will hinge. We are called joint heirs with Christ, which means this. It means, first of all, that our right to divine heritage stands or falls with Christ's right to the same inheritance. If we are co-heirs, we are truly co-heirs. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If we're joint heirs, we're joint heirs. Ain't no use arguing over it. Amen. If he truly is an heir, if Christ is truly an heir, then so are we. And if he's not an heir, then neither are we. Our two interests are entwined and made one. They're entwined, or like a man and a woman, like a groom and his bride, becoming one. Hallelujah. We blend together as one. We intertwine as one. If neither of us is heirship apart from the other, neither of us has an heirship apart from the other. We are joint heirs. Christ jointly and us together, ourselves jointly with Christ. So then it follows that if there be any flaw in the will, so that it be not valid, if it's not rightly signed, sealed, and delivered, then it's no more valid for Christ than it is for us. Simply put, if it's good for Jesus, it's good for us. Amen. I trust you will lay hold on that thought. I trust you will. Lay hold on that thought. If Christ as God's heir has a perfect right to what his father has bestowed upon him, then so have we. For our rights are not existent. If our title be true and just, so is his. If his rights of heritage be true and just, if his right to heritage is true and just, so is ours. Because we are joint heirs.
heirs with Christ. We share in the inheritance together. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Brother Bam talked about adoption. He said, now, now, uh, now the son, he was a son. In other words, he adopted him. By this may, he placed his son positionally. You see, until you know who you are in Christ, you'll never have the right kind of faith. As long as you're up one day and down the next, and one day you're bride, and the next day you're not, and one day you're saved, and the next day you're not, one day you got the Holy Ghost, and the next day you'll never go anywhere with God. You've got to settle it. I've been washed in the blood. I've been saved. I've been baptized. I've got the Holy Ghost. I've got God in my heart. I've been sealed to the day of my redemption. I am a son of God. You've got to make that affirmation. And if you can't make it, there's an altar here, and you can stay there till you can make it. Amen. Knowing our position. Adopted sons. Knowing our position. He placed his son positionally. How did he do it? Then the son's name on the check is just as good as the father's. Because the son is in position. Oh my. The father had vindicated had placed that son in position. The prophet said, I hope you're getting this. And then the son was an heir. When the son came into his position, then the son was an heir of what his father had. Oh, hallelujah. When he grown up to know his daddy's business, when he could look into the book and understand the manual. Amen. Then the son was an heir of what the father had. And we are what God has. Oh, God, help us to see that. God, help that to strike in our heart. We are what God is. Don't you see? We are the, how do we make Christ the same yesterday and forever? By expressing who Christ is today. How will he do that? You've got to recognize what form Jesus is in today. He's not going to come down this aisle dragging a cross. He's already drunk a cross. But he said a little while the world will see me no more. But ye shall see me. Hallelujah. I'll be with you even in you. Then where is Christ today? He's in the bride. Amen. Amen. Oh, I wish I could see Jesus. You see him ever service. We are what God has. We're joint heirs with Christ if we're sons of God positionally placed in the kingdom, holding our position. The son's name, the son's name has as good on the check as the fathers. So if you're a son of God, recognizing your position, you can write a check. You can actually sign the check. Is that what he said? Your name on the check is as good as the fathers. Well, I'm not smart. God knows I'm not. I'm the hardest years of my life was second grade, I said. I ain't too smart, Brother Terry, but how on earth can I write a check if I don't have a check? Yeah. 
So the only way that I could ever write a check would be if I actually was holding the checkbook. How can I sign my name to a check that I don't really have? You go to jail for stuff like that. <laughs> so the son's name on the check is just as good as the father's. How can the son write his name on a check unless he has the check? Well, if it's a message question, there should be a message answer. The prophet said, when you got saved. Good. When you got saved, when Christ died, you know what he did? He gave you a checkbook. Then who's got the checkbook tonight? You do. Well, one day I'm going to get it. You've got it now. Amen. He gave you a checkbook when you become his son. And at the bottom of every check, it's got Jesus' name. And the only thing you have to do is co-sign the check with him. Why? Why, Brother Gene, would, why would I have to co-sign it with him? It's easy. We're joint heirs. You say, well, I'm, that's, that's good, Brother Darrell, but you know, I'm waiting on Jesus to sign my check. I've got news for you. He's already signed it. He's just waiting on you to sign your name to it. Don't you see when you sign your name to it, you take possession of that promise. Just like saying amen to the word. People say, why does the preacher all the time to get you to say amen? Because saying amen to the word, what you're really saying is, what that preacher says belongs to me. That's why I amen. I don't care who's preaching. I amen the word because I want to be identified with the word of God. All you do is co-sign the check with him. But I said, oh my, what a promise. You could put your name on the check with him tonight by his stripes. I'm healed. What a promise from God that I can actually put my name on the check with his name. He's already signed his name. His name's already on the check. But I want you to know he didn't use a paper mate. He didn't use a bick. Here, here a while back, I, I, I got some gas. I signed for it. And I took the receipt and laid it up on my dash. And I, and I forgot it for a couple of days. And I remembered it. And I went to get it. The sun had pulled the ink out of it. I couldn't see what I even bought. I couldn't see my signature because the ink that was drawn out by the sun. And I want you to know this check that Jesus signed for you, he never used a bick. He never used a paper mate. Something that's good one day, but it won't be good tomorrow. But when he wrote his name on the check, he signed it with his own blood. And the Bible said, the song said, his blood shall never, never, never lose its power. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my. He signed it in his own blood. The father will recognize that. The prophet said, don't try it. Don't try it. Just do it. Well, I guess I'll try it and see if it works. Don't try it. Just do it. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. You see, 
if he gave us a checkbook. But wait, he had to give it to us because he had confidence that we would know how to use it. You would never give a checkbook to someone that didn't know how to write a check or how to use it. You'd never give it to someone that didn't have the same character as you or the same values as you or the same morals as you or the same objective as you. So the fact he gave us the checkbook, Brother Skip, tells us he must have confidence in us that we know how to use it. He's got confidence that we would know how to use it. What if I went to Brother West and said, Brother West, you know, I, I don't know, buddy. I don't, maybe you got some needs. I don't know, but here, here's, I, I just, I'm going to give you a check, Brother. The Brother West is just theoretically, you know, just. <laughs> so we'll, we'll write you a check, Brother West. And I'm going to leave it blank. I'm just going to, the amount, and leave it, just, I'm just going to sign my name to it, give it to you. You know, whatever you need, Brother West. What, you need a new car, go get it. Need a new house, go get it. Whatever you need, go get it. Here's the check. Week goes by, two months, three months, six months. I called Brother West up and said, Brother West, I've been looking at my bank statements, buddy, and I've noticed you've not cashed that check. Uh, and I was wondering, Brother West, did, uh, did I do something that would make you believe that I wouldn't stay true to my word? Did I do something to you, buddy, that would make you believe that, that I wouldn't honor that check if you wrote it? And if Christ has gave us a checkbook, Brother Tony, what would it be that day, Brother? Brother Jerry, if I went back to Jesus and I handed him the checkbook and I'd never wrote one check. Come on. Can you imagine the look on his face, Brother Keith? But he'd say, didn't you believe me? Did I do something to cause you to, have, have I ever told you a lie one time? Has he ever? Has he ever done anything but keep his promise to us? He said he'd send the Holy Ghost. Did he do it? He said he'd heal us. Did he do it? He said he'd save us. Did he do it? He said he'd send us Elijah. Did he do it? He's done everything he promised. And if God promised us that and done that, that same God promised us this. He will do this. I don't want to get there that day and not use one check. You see, he's got confidence that we know how to use it. Like the woman down in Kentucky, she was starving to death. They sent the welfare down there to, to check on her. And they said, well, do you have any family? She said, I've got some kin in a faraway land. So, well, does he help you? So, oh, he's a good boy. So I, I, I don't want to bother him with my troubles. So if he knew I had a problem, he'd help me. But, I, you know, I don't want to bother him with my troubles. But you see, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Yeah, he's a good boy. He'd help me. But I, I don't want to bother him with my troubles. And what does he ever write? You said, oh, yeah. I said, I, sometimes I get one, sometimes two letters a month. Oh my, I'm glad we get more love letters than that. We can get one on Wednesday and one on Saturday and one on Sunday morning. I said, what does he, oh yeah, I get one, sometimes two letters a month from him. I said, they've got the prettiest pictures. He always sends me such nice pictures. He's in India, you see, and 
He sends me such nice pictures of India. He said, well, what kind of pictures are they? She said, I'll show you. He said, have you got them? Oh, yeah. Well, where are they at? She said, oh, I haven't lost a one of them. I've got every one of them. They're, they're hid away in my Bible. And she goes down and gets the Bible, and she opens it up, and she begins to pull them out and show them to the man. Look at this one right here. Isn't that lovely? And the man got to looking at it. You know what they were? They weren't pictures of India. They were money orders. The boy was sending her money orders in the mail, and the man added them up. She was worth thousands and thousands of dollars. She was the richest woman in the county, but she was starving to death because she didn't know what she had. Oh, God. God, help us to look through the Bible and see what God has given us. Let me tell you, I may not have $5 in my pocket, but I'm the richest man in Tennessee tonight. We're rich on His mercy. We're rich on His grace. We're rich on His joy. We're rich on His victory. Amen. God, help us to look into the Bible and see the riches that's been given to us. The Bible says I'm an heir of every redemptive blessing that Jesus Christ died for. Let the devil rob you of none of it. Oh, God. Oh, God, help us. We sit around like orphans. Sometimes if we could only realize my daddy owns it all. Oh, but I wonder tonight if Jesus could reveal to us what's hidden in the Bible for us. Rich in his grace, his mercy. Rich in healing, rich in assurance. He's gave us these blessed promises to use. God, help us have faith to cash in the money orders, to write the checks, to believe. What my father has given me is good enough for every situation I face in my life. I don't care how long I pray for my children. I'm keep praying till the check is cashed. So the person giving the checkbook and the person receiving the checkbook, they should have a mutual trust. We should be able to look into the word of God and see. The promises that's been given to us. He said in John 15, 16, you've not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I've ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit. That your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. John 16, 23. And that day you shall ask nothing. Verily, verily, I send to you whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. He will give it to you. He not maybe not hope so not could be. He will give it to you. St. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works I do shall do also, and greater works than these, because I go to the Father and send you back a checkbook. John 14, 13, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. But brother, my sister, we were born of the Spirit of God. You've got eternal life and can no more die than God can die. You're a part of God. 
You're a son of God. As I said the other day about your genetics, look at your genetics, your spiritual genetics. I come from God, amen. Get 50% from your daddy, 50% from your mama. The prophet said, God's your father. Then Israel said, God's your mother. Then who, your genetic, the real you. I'm not talking about this flesh. This came from James and Mary, Joe Ward. I'm talking about the real Darren Ward. I'm talking about that representation that's down in my soul. That's the real one I'm talking about. That didn't come from my daddy. That didn't come from my mama. It came from my God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can no more die than God can die. You're a part of God. You're a son of God. The prophet said, I was born a Brandon. You can make me some other name. You can call me some other name. That that won't make me one less Branham. You can call me Methodist. You can call me whatever you won't call me. It does not change what my genetic makeup says I am. It won't make me one less. No matter what you call me, I am still Branham. I was born Branham. He said, I'll always be Branham. I may be disfigured someday, drawn up with arthritis, have a wreck, and be all tore up that I look like an animal. But I'll still be a Branham. Why, he said, the blood, it's Branham blood inside, amen. Don't you understand, I'm not a son of God by a quote. I'm not a son of God by a ring or by some kind of a robe or something that would identify me as royal not something that I can put on but I am a son of God by a birth it's my genetics my bloodline comes from God amen you are a part of God amen the prophet said do you believe that you are a part of God and God is the word then you're a part of the word could it be that's why we're a word bride that a word groom amen a word groom is coming to receive a word bride hallelujah you're a part of God and God is the word then you're a part of the word and all heaven backs up the word. The prophet said God is true to his promise. No matter what he has to do, he will bankrupt heavens before he would let his word go defeated. Do you understand what the prophet of God's telling you? We are the word of God. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about this made flesh. When this is made flesh, it is undefeatable. Satan will not defeat this bride. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what the Islamics do or what this does or that does or what kind of laws they pass. They will never stop this bride. Hallelujah. She is undefeatable, the prophet of God said. You saw God as a healer. Watch God as a warrior. He will fight for his people. Let them come against me. They have to deal with my daddy. God, God never made a promise that he can't keep. And the Lord heals all thy diseases. How many? How many? Does that cover yours? Then what are we worried about? Doctor says, I don't know what to do. I do. Doctor says, I'm sorry, it's bad. But what the doctor don't know is you've got a checkbook. Amen. Doctor says, it's the worst case you've ever seen. That may be true, but you've got a checkbook. Amen. Doctor said, I don't see how you're going to get through this. That may be true, but you've got a checkbook. Amen. You've got something. Oh, God. You've got something he don't know that you got. 
I preached this message down in Mexico. I've told you here before. A man came up, pulled up his leg in a prayer line, had a diabetic ulcer. I could see the bone through the wound in his leg. They are going to take his leg off. And I told him, I said, God, give you a checkbook, buddy. Just write your check. Send it up. About two months later, I was down there. And he came up, come running up. I gave him a watch. I took my watch off, gave it to him. felt sorry for him. And, I, I just, and he come up with the watch. He did like that. He pulled, just smiled. He didn't speak English. I didn't speak Spanish. We just greeted at each other, you know. But he was showing me the watch. Then he pulled up his pants leg. The diabetic ulcer was completely healed. The only thing on his leg was a dark spot where the ulcer was. And Brother Benai told me, he said, Brother Darrell, he said he went to the doctor and the doctor said, what did you do? We have other people with diabetic ulcers. We're going to take their legs off. Tell us what you did. We'll tell them to do that. He said, I told the doctor, I wrote a check. Yeah. Hallelujah. God gave me a checkbook. I didn't even know I had one. But a man came from the United States and said, God gave me a checkbook. And I wrote a check. There's another woman came up in that prayer line. She was ate up with cancer. She, she, was, she was so ate up. When she got about from, from here to where Brother West and them are, I could smell her. You just kind of turn your head away. It's just the odor coming from her body. We pray for that woman. And so when he showed me about the life, I said, I said, how's the sister with the cancer? And he said, oh, Brother Darrell, she died. And I said, well, you know, that's the sovereign of God. Raise up one, take another home. God creates win-win situations. He said, but Brother Darrell, Says she never died of cancer. Says she went back to the doctor and the doctor said she was cancer free. Says she just went to sleep and never woke up. Oh God. God honored that woman's faith. It was just her time to go, Brother Terry. But he so honored her faith. Then he just took her some other way. Amen. Do you love him? Oh my. God's word is true. God promised Abraham. He, he swore to Abraham by himself because God could swear by none greater. He promised Abraham he'd save him and his seed. That ought to make you feel like shouting. You've got a promise from God that he'll save you. But they said, in the depths of our heart, there lays happiness. <laughs> we may have hard trouble. Sure, we have difficulties. We all have hard times. I just come through a hard time. We all have those kinds of times. But down in our heart, it doesn't change no matter how much the pain is. No matter how real it is. It doesn't change who we are. And in our heart, there's happiness. That I am the seed of Abraham. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. You promised Abraham you'd save him and his seed. And we being dead in Christ take on Abraham's seed and our heirs according to the promise by the Holy Spirit. It's new life coming into us. Making us believe the supernatural like Abraham did. Taking God at full value. His promise. We thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Coming in that coming into our heart. Believe in God like Abraham did. The faith of Abraham. Don't you see? When God told Abraham of a body change, Abraham believed God and it set the wheels in motion to bring about that body change. And that same faith that Abraham had for a body change, it's in us. God promised to save Abraham and his seed unconditionally. But brother, they all make so many mistakes. Who don't? We all do, even preachers. Amen. We all have to repent. We all have to make it right. We all have bad thoughts. Well, Gloria, 
But he said he'd save us unconditionally. Oh, God. He said, I have. Oh, I love this. I have. I have. Past tense. Already did it. You say, well, I wish I was some of Abraham's children. I wish I was some of Abraham's children, Brother Brennan. Oh, how I wish I was some of Abraham's children. You are, if you're a Christian. For we being dead in Christ, take on Abraham's seed and our heirs according to the promise. You're an heir to the salvation, an heir of divine healing. You're an heir of ever redemptive blessing. Jesus died for. You're an heir to it. You are Abraham's seed. You're an heir to the whole thing. The prophet said, I feel religious right now. The meek shall inherit the earth. They shall possess it. Oh my, I like that. Possessors of the earth. What is it? The believer. The believer has a title. Abstract deed. That's right. By Jesus Christ, he shall be possessor. Not just of the earth, but the entire universe. That's what our daddy's given us. That's what we inherited from our father. We get the earth back, Brother Terry. That the earth, once again, will obey our voice. Oh, hallelujah. Not just this earth, but this earth. God promised Abraham, thy seed shall possess the gates of their enemy. The devil don't have the key to the gate. You do. Let him howl, let him puff, let him do what he wants to do. He ain't got the key to the gate, you do. He can't open or shut nothing. The only thing he can shut is his mouth. Come on, somebody. We're possessors. Did God do it in the natural? Yes. Did not Jesus pack the gates up and carry them up on the, on the hill of Calvary? Yes. Did not Samson pack the gates and carry them up on the hill and set them down? Yes. Thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemy. That was in the natural. So is it in the spiritual. The spiritual gates of demon possession. We are possessors of the gates tonight. You can tell the devil no more. You can't cross this line no more. Look, if someone walked up and handed you a check, I could understand how you'd want to be careful how you used it. If someone handed you a check that was already signed and all you had to do was fill it out what you had need of and sign your name to it, I could understand why you wouldn't want to get too excited in church. You wouldn't want to jump up and sign for a good shout fit, you know. So it kind of make you be a little bit, you know, I just want to calm down here. I don't want to get excited now and sign that check for something I didn't really mean. But what would you do, Brother Harry, if you had one check? You ever thought about it? God give you a check that Jesus has already signed and all you've got to do is fill it out and sign your name to it. What would you put on it? What would you ask for? Brother Waka, what would you ask for? Think about it. Hmm? You wouldn't want to use it on a Mountain Dew and a Milky Way candy bar, would you? What would you use it for? Would you use it for more faith? Would you use it for your children's salvation? 
Would you use it for yourself if the doctor said you had stage four pancreatic cancer and 60 days to live? Would you write the check then, Brother Weber? Or would you save it in case your wife got stage four cancer and you'd write the check for her? What would you do? Think about it. You can see how it would make you almost neurotic. I don't know if I could even sleep at night. Thank God, should I should have already wrote the check. Did, did I miss it? Should I wrote it when I had the back trouble, Lord? Should I? Should I wrote it for Brother Keith when he was battling his, his sickness? Should I use it on my wife, my children, my pastor? The person sitting behind me? So I can understand if we just had one check that we would want to use it the best that we could. And we went there that day and said, Lord, I used that check in the very best situation I could. So I can understand why we'd maybe want to sit a little quiet in church and not get excited and jump up and sign something that when the service was over we wished we hadn't done it. But you see, the prophet said every believer, every person that's born again has a right to any of the redemptive blessings. When you got saved, Jesus takes and hands you a checkbook to last you all through life's journey. when I get down and I'm drawing my last breath brother West if I wrote a thousand checks if I wrote ten thousand checks if I wrote a hundred thousand checks when I'm down drawing my last breath according to what the prophet of God said I've still got a check left hallelujah hey man you can never brother Dow can I write a hundred a day I'm telling you you can write a thousand a day you can write ten thousand a day it's inexhaustible you'll never exhaust this checkbook amen, amen. Write it out for your children. Write it out for your wife. Write it out for your pastor. Write it out for your church. Write it out for faith. Write it out whatever you have need of tonight. Write out the checkbook. Amen. Just sign the check and send it up there. Don't be afraid to sign one tonight, the prophet said. Fill her out and send it up. It's recognized. Yes, sir. It's recognized. He'll bring it to pass. You have a sign check to last you throughout life's journey. It's all yours. The checkbook is in your hand. Well, I'm waiting on Jesus to give it to me. Too late. He's already gave it to you. You... You have the checkbook tonight. I want you to understand that. This checkbook I'm talking about is not something that Jesus possesses. It's something you possess yourself. Amen. He's already gave it to you. Amen. Amen. If you believe it, if you accept it, he's the high priest of your confession. That's right. He's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for anything you confess. It's done. It's all yours. The checkbook is in your hand. Everything that heaven owns is yours. You've got the checkbook. Can you imagine being Sam Walton's boy and going into Walmart? I'd go past that greeter so fast. Huh? I wouldn't go there and get that Sam's Choice stuff. If I was Sam Walton's boy, I'd get the real Doritos. 
Can you imagine being Sam Walton's boy and going into Walmart holding a basket about like this right here? To get something from your daddy's store? Not me, buddy. If I Sam Walton's boy, I'd have one of them trucks that beeps when it backs up. Beep, beep, beep. My Lord, who's that? That's Sam Walton boy. He's coming back for some more. That's the way. That's the way we need to come to church. Amen. We shouldn't come to church and sing, fill my cup. We should come to church and say, fill my truck, Lord. Fill my truck. Amen. With your mercy, with your grace, with your goodness, with your forgiveness. Amen. Hallelujah. It's all yours, amen. Go right on out believing it, testifying of it, and you get, will get well. The only thing you have to do is say, I believe it, I receive it. Amen. As far as God is concerned, every sinner in here is saved right now and has been since you sinned. My God, what a quote. Every sinner in here, as far as God is concerned, every sinner in here is saved right now and has been since you sinned. But it'll never do you any good for either one, for your healing or for your salvation, until you accept it as your own personal property. Amen. Jesus Christ has given everyone here tonight, every person in here, every believer, a checkbook. And at the bottom of it, it's got his name signed to it. All you got to do is fill it out and send it in tonight. Don't be afraid. He'll recognize it. Don't be afraid to write it. The goods are in the bank. The cashiers will probably said the cashiers are a little, well, Brother Darrell, I wrote a check five years ago for my boy. Well, sometimes the cashiers are a little busy, but they'll get to it. Anybody ever went to the bank to cash a check and you had to wait in line? And the woman three line in front of you, you're late for work and she's talking about her arthritis and her bunion and... <laughs> I got to go, I'm going to be, but do you wait? Yeah, you wait. Ain't there something we can wait in the bank for them to cash a natural check, but we can't wait 30 minutes for God? Just be found believing him. Just be found believing him when he comes. Amen. Amen. Cashers are a little busy sometimes, but they'll get to it. Can I have just a few more minutes? Burbank talked about Burbank talked about two women over in Chicago. They was in the meeting. One of them had a gorder on her throat, and the other one had stomach trouble. You know the story. Both of them passed through the line. Brother Brown pronounced them both well. Weeks went by. The woman with stomach trouble, her husband said, you ain't no better. You're, you're, you're embarrassing us. I want you to quit testifying. She said, dear, said that man didn't know me, told me my name, didn't know where I lived, told me where I lived, didn't know what was wrong with me, told me what was wrong with me. said, if he knew all that, then he said I was healed. If he knew all that, then he knows whether I'm healed or not. She said, I'm going to keep testifying. Amen. And she kept testifying, telling everybody that God had healed her. Even though she still, every time she ate, she got sick, she threw up. But she kept testifying. And one day she's washing the dishes and something went through her, like a warm feeling or something went through her. And she went over to the kids and left some oatmeal. And she ate it and it didn't hurt. And she ate some toast and it didn't hurt. She drank some coffee and it didn't hurt. But this time she got happy. She began to run up the street to tell her friend that had the gorder on her neck. And just she got to the door. She heard inside, woo And she went busting in. And the prophet said the woman was shaking the sheets looking for the gorder. And he said what it was, was that after that meeting, weeks went by. But the angel of the Lord, hallelujah, passed through the neighborhood confirming the blessing. Just be found believing when he comes by your house. 
just be found believing for your children, believing for your health, believing for your marriage, believing for your church. Just be found believing. The trouble with Christians today is they don't realize what's been provided for them. Many people doesn't realize the great glories and the powers that's provided for them. I like Indian stuff. I did my DNA. I got just enough of Indian in me to like it. I guess a very small amount, which I always knew I did. But I just like it. My whole studies in Indian stuff, pots and bows and arrows. And anyway, I was up in the up in the northwest, and a boy married a girl from the southwest, and they invited me over for dinner. I was up there preaching, and I went into the foyer of their house, and hanging on the wall was a bow with crossed arrows wrapped in deer skin with beads, had flanges hanging off of it, had feathers hanging off of it. And I thought, man, that is something nice right there. Yeah. I thought, boy, that'd really look good in my study. <laughs> I just looked at it, I thought, it was so beautiful. Man, that is so nice. I'd, I'd like to have that. I thought, gosh, that must be four, five, six hundred dollars. There's no way I could ever afford something like that. But oh, it was just so nice. So I go down to Mexico and I preach a meeting. I went down to the Indian market in Santa Fe and looked around a little bit. About three years later, I was back in New Mexico again. The brother told me, Brother Manuel Salazar, a good friend of mine, he said, Brother, I said, last time you was here, I said, we really enjoyed your ministry. I said, I appreciate that, buddy. He said, after you left, I said, I was down in Santa Fe at the Indian market. He said, I saw something that reminded me of you and said, I bought it. He said, I've had it here now about three years. He said, I'd like to give it to you if you'd, if you'd like to have it. I said, sure. So he opens up the door of the closet and he pulls it out. Guess what it is? It's a bow with crossed arrows wrapped in deerskin, beads, flanges, feathers. It was the exact same thing. See, the point I'm trying to make is this, Brother Terry. There I was looking at that, wishing I had it. And here are three years thinking in my mind, boy, it was a nice piece. I'd like to have it. But in reality, I'd already owned it for over three years and didn't know it. And we sat here sometime, every redemptive blessing already belongs to us. If you only realize what you have tonight, you have joy, you have healing, you have assurance, you have redemption. It's all been provided by our Father tonight. It's already yours tonight. You've got the checkbook. You've got the checkbook. Don't fear. The money's in the bank. Amen. Amen. We have legal possession by Jesus Christ. For every believer in here has a bank book, a checkbook for deposit that was made at Calvary in the blood of Jesus. The deposit was made at Calvary in the blood of Jesus. That's where he beat Satan to pieces. That's where he robbed him and stripped him down. When Jesus walked up Calvary, I'm closing. When Jesus walked up Calvary, smitten and afflicted, you see, God wasn't punishing his son. God was punishing sin. And the price for sin was paid. Then everything that sin covers, sickness, worry, fear, sorrow, all these things are attributes of sin. They've all been covered by the blood of Jesus. 
Now we, as believers in Christ, we can take the blood over arthritis. We can take the blood over sugar diabetes. What did the prophet of God say over and over? you got sugar diabetes, but you've got a blood transfusion from Calvary tonight. The blood of Calvary covers sugar diabetes. Oh, hallelujah. I said the blood of Calvary, it covers migraine headaches. It covers arthritis. It covers juvenile sugar diabetes. It covers these things. It covers back trouble. It covers herniated discs. It covers cancer tonight. It covers blindness tonight. It covers crippled arms tonight the blood of Jesus Christ covers everything that Satan would afflict us of and by his blood tonight we are free he gave us a checkbook brother Harry brothers come he gave us a checkbook and at the bottom of it he signed his own name to it in blood and every redemptive blessing belongs to the believer fill it out and send it in Send it into headquarters and watch what happens. He's obligated to take care of his word. The prophet said, I challenge any sick person or sinner tonight to sign your name or your wants above a check in Jesus' name and send it to heaven once and don't doubt. The cashier is right there because the deposit was put there at Calvary through the blood of the Lord Jesus. He said, Brother Darrell, my son's sick, my wife's sick, my husband's sick, my, I've, I've got this nervous problem, I've got this depression, Brother Darrell, I'm battling this. Listen, friends, I, please, I'm not belittling any of your sickness or any, I'm not belittling any of it. God knows I know what pain feels like. It's terrible, terrible. There's no getting away from pain when it strikes you like that. I understand that, and I'm not, please, miss, I'm not belittling any of that. But you said, Brother Darrell, I've got a need, I, I need healing. I need forgiveness. Brother, I need the Holy Ghost. I, brother, I need joy. I just need a miracle in my life. Well, I tell you, my brother and my sister, the only thing I know to tell you is you've got a checkbook tonight. Amen. Just write it out. Amen. Just send it up and don't doubt. Go out rejoicing. The money's in the bank tonight. Amen. Jeremiah 33 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee. For whatever you have need of tonight. Do you believe that? The prayer requests are so great. The needs are so great. But I know the same Lord Jesus that healed the man down in Mexico, Brother Espinola down there. It's the same Lord Jesus that healed the sister in Kentucky of a breast tumor. It's the same Lord Jesus that healed Sister Vera Frost in Alton, Missouri of a stroke on the right side of her body. It's the same Lord Jesus that healed the blind girl in Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's the same Lord Jesus that healed blind Barnabas. It's the same Lord Jesus that healed Jessica. It's the same Lord Jesus that caused Congressman Upshaw to walk again. It's the same Lord Jesus that gave us our children. It's the same Lord Jesus that sent us Elijah. It's the same Lord Jesus that's in this building tonight. If he done it in Indiana Saturday night, he can do it in Tennessee tonight. Brother Daniel, tell you, Brother Brad was over in a meeting in Nicaragua, seen a man come through, bent over halfway with his back. God instantly healed that man when he went through the line. They heard his bones snapping. When he got to the end of the line, he tore that place down, completely healed of back trouble. Over and over and over, friends.
Amen. I've seen God do so many wonderful things. I love him tonight. Do you believe him tonight? Let's stand to our feet. Brother West, is our baptismal service? Yes. It's going to be just a few minutes, Brother West. We'll do it. Before we have the baptismal service, and also there's a trustees meeting tonight, just for a few minutes after service tonight, but just before the baptismal service, let's just bow our heads for a moment, would you? Heavenly Father, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief, Lord. Father, make us a channel tonight, Lord. Flow through us, Holy Spirit. I've got a brother here with a need. I've, I've got a sister, Lord, with a need tonight. Lord, my physical sister, Judy's stomach virus tonight, Lord. May you go to her and help her, Father. But Lord, there's many needs here. God, you know how many times I've seen children in wheelchairs. And I thought if I could, I'd take them out of that wheelchair. <laughs> I don't see a child in a wheelchair, but I don't think of Jessica, Lord, when she was in that wheelchair. And if I could, Lord, I'd bring every child. It'd be no blind children. They'd be, <laughs> they'd be no crippled children, Lord. <laughs> If I could, Lord, I'd heal every person suffering with cancer, God. I watched my mama die with cancer, Lord. How it broke my heart to see her waste away. If I could, Lord, I'd heal every person with cancer. I'd take care of every arthritis. Every child, every adult with diabetes, I'd set them free, Lord. God, it's the truth. You know it's the truth, Lord. How many times have I slipped up in Walmart to, to someone in a wheelchair and just lay my hand on their shoulder and just say a prayer for them? Oh, God, if I could, I would, Lord. But I can't. But I know who can. I know you can, Lord. And I ask you tonight, Lord, for every family that's struggling with marital trouble, for every person struggling with alcohol, for every person struggling, Lord, with drugs and opioid crisis. Oh, God, I ask you tonight, Lord, may your spirit flow through us, dear God. As a body of believers, as we lay hands on one another, Lord, I pray, Father God, tonight 
May we write a check out, Lord, on behalf of our brother, of our sister, Lord. May we use that check tonight, Lord, for the person that we will lay our hands on, God, and ask that you would move for them, God, whatever the need would be, their wayward children, Lord. Oh, God, would you grant it tonight, Lord Jesus. May we be a channel, may we be a conduit tonight that the Holy Spirit can flow through, Lord. Oh, God, I ask you tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, as we become a channel, Lord, as we write our check out, as we sign our name to it on behalf of our brother, on behalf of our sister tonight, oh, God, may the bank, Lord, may the tellers start cashing out the checks, God. Lord, may they be great testimonies, Lord God. May they be great testimonies of healing because the body of believers stood together upon the promise of the word and exercised our God-given rights as believers to lay our hands upon one another. Oh God, doing exactly what the word says to do, we report for duty tonight, Father. Oh God, would you grant it, Lord, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you have a need tonight, as our brothers here in the altar I want you to come tonight. Everyone that would have a need, just come down close to the altar. We're just going to have one mass prayer tonight. Amen. Would you just come now? If you have a need and you believe God will answer your need, you believe you got that checkbook tonight, you believe the things that we told is true tonight, amen. Oh, it's already done, friends. It's already done. The battle's over. The victory's been won. It's already done. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, those of you that's, I know you got children, you can't come, but just believe tonight. And he loves us. He wants to heal you a thousand times more than you want to be healed. He's come with his arms outstretched to show you his love. He sent his word, the Bible says, and healed them. He's our healer tonight. Do you believe that? Let's just lay hands on one another. Brother to brother, sister to sister. Brother Terry, I'm going to ask you, would you come and pray tonight? Lead us in prayer. Amen. How many is going to help me pray tonight now? You're going to exercise your God-given right as a believer. You're going to write your check out and send it in tonight. Will you do it? Amen. Now let's just all pray together. We just pray and we're just going to believe and pray and believe and pray. Heavenly Father. Lord, as we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we know you're an ever-present help in a time of need. We thank you for the message that's been given tonight. We thank you, Lord, because it has helped us to build faith. And we know there's only one thing that you ask of us. Can we appropriate that faith? And we know faith has been restored by the seventh angel messenger, Lord. And we're beginning to recognize who we are because we know that you're, you, you promised if you just whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you shall receive them, you shall have them. And you put that within our heart, Lord, to be able to believe because we know that we're sons and daughters of God. 
Lord, are we flawless? No. Do we make mistakes? Sure we do. But because you give us a promise, and Lord, whether we write one check or two checks or five checks or a hundred checks or even, Brother Darrell said, even a thousand checks, we cannot exhaust the mercies of Almighty God. You said, ask abundantly that your joys may be full. Lord, you see the needs here at the altar. Some of them more serious than others. Some of them maybe perhaps even critical. Somebody standing in for somebody else that's uh, sick, wheelchair, or uh, whatever it might be. And we know that there's family problems. We know that the lid's been taken off of hell, as the prophet of God told us way back in the 60s. But we realize also faith has been restored also to this generation, to this group of people. And we believe your word. We believe that you said in your word, Lord, if you can ask and believe and don't doubt, all things are possible if you just only believe. Oh God, and we just realize tonight that that's the, the greatest thing. You just asked, you, you never told us that, that we feel it or, or, or how much uh, excitement or emotion that we could uh, muster up, Lord. Did we dance? Did we shout? Did we, did we run the aisles? That's all fine and dandy, but you just asked one thing. Do you believe? Oh God, how we thank you for that because you put within our hearts a desire Lord, to believe your word. You give us grace, Lord, day by day, because you are an ever-present help in a time of need. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry that's been given here, Lord, in this last day. Not only for the prophet, but, but for the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers and the preachers. And each one, Lord, that really has that desire to stay on the field and preach the gospel and believe the word and pray for the sick and do those things that you call for us to do. We just th thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for the people here that are here tonight, whether it be a family problem, a wife, Lord, that's sick, home, in bed, whether it be for a, a wheelchair, uh, those two people that were requested that were uh, automobile accident victims, Lord, the critical condition. But you promised, you said just... Ask and believe and don't doubt, and you can have whatsoever things that you desire. Lord, the same God that's in Russia, the same God that's in England, the same God that's in Europe, the same God that's right here, you're omnipresent, you're omniscient, you're all-powerful. And Lord, how it's just a, 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 not only a miracle, but it's, a, it's somewhat of a paradox that how that you can be in all places you're concerned about them thousands others that are praying right now and yet you're still a present God here with us tonight and each one that's around the altar that's praying and believing and asking you to help their situation I believe that you will we bind the devil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ the enemy that's trying to cause us to doubt we're not doubters we're believers because you promised us if we could just believe we'd have whatsoever things we desire thank you Lord for this uh, what you've laid upon Brother Darrell's heart, Lord, to preach this message, to help build our faith, to pray for the sick tonight. Lord, you give us a checkbook. Oh, God, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you can't bankrupt heaven because there's plenty of funds up there. There's no shortage of money up in heaven, if you were, if you're talking to spiritual senses. Lord, the blessings and the promises and the healing power. Lord, whether it be for a blood issue or for uh, a son that's outside the ark of safety, we pray for our children. We believe our children. Well, maybe you, even if you pass on, they're not saved yet. God, the prophet of God told us, God still will honor their faith after you passed off the scene for your children. If you die believing that they're going to be brought in. And we believe that too. I believe for my children outside the ark of safety. Oh God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you because you have promised us these things and we believe it and we're not 
we're not uh, shy about accepting it, Lord, because you told us to recognize who we are. And we believe, Lord, we're not just, not only just anybody, but Lord, we're, we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. How you, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name tonight. We love you. We appreciate you. And Lord, we think that there's going to be testimonies. There's going to be testimonies from around the altar. It doesn't matter what their need is. You promised it. The only thing you said, it's already paid for. You just promised it. Can you believe? And we believe. We thank you for that. Oh, God, what will it be? Brother Darrell tells about the testimonies to different places he goes. Even last weekend, testimonies where he prayed for individual. But it's not the man, but it's the Holy Ghost. But it's the faith in that promised word that he preached to us. Same thing tonight, Lord. That promised word that you gave to us. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you shall receive them and you shall have them. Oh, God, how we thank you. Thank you so much that you put something within our heart to be able to believe. Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness. How, what more can Abraham do but believe? But you gave him a seal of circumcision, a sign that you had accepted his faith. And, Lord, I believe you've accepted our faith because you've given us that same seal of spiritual circumcision. Lord, that Holy Ghost, and with that Holy Ghost comes, comes every redemptive blessing of Almighty God. We take it, Lord, tonight. We apply it, whether it be for Brother Eugene Kennedy or whether it be for those two automobile accident victims or whether it be for family requests, each one of those that was mentioned tonight. It doesn't matter what it is. You just said, can you believe? We are believers tonight. We just thank you, Lord. We bless your name in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just continue to pray. Believe the Lord. Don't doubt. Whatsoever things you desire, you can have them. Amen. Brother Harry, I believe we could just sing that little song. I don't know what you have on your heart, but somebody ought to testify. You can testify by believing God. Can you sing that for us? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just praise the Lord and worship as he sings while people are still praying. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody ought to testify. Oh, somebody ought to testify. For God I live. For God I will die. Somebody ought to testify. God, I'll die. 
Amen. Amen. Do you believe it? Do you receive it tonight? Say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, your body will obey his confession. Sons and daughters of God, standing on the promise of God's word, writing out our checks, believing for the impossible tonight. Oh, he's wonderful tonight. Amen. I tell you, it feels so good not to have no pain in my legs. He's just so good. It feels so good. Amen. It's so wonderful. Amen. We've got a trustee meeting right after service tonight, just for a few minutes. We're going to have a baptismal service. Who feels good tonight? Amen. Amen. Brother Daryl, have we got time for a quick testimony? Sure. My wife and I were expecting a child a few years ago, and uh, she wasn't feeling good. Something wasn't quite right, and we were, we were getting a little bit nervous, and Brother Forney was here preaching. And we came up for prayer, and uh, he said, "You're not going to lose that baby." He said, "He said that no, he that ain't it." He said, "That baby's coming." He said, "Go home and pick out a name." We were walking back to our seats, and he stopped us, and he said that. A little while later, we lost the baby. Lisa and I, neither one knew exactly how to take that. We didn't even discuss it. We just signed the check. We just held on to the promise. Fast forward a few years. A little bit of time. Elizabeth comes into our life. Many of you wrote checks and signed them. Signed your name by the Lord's for this little girl right here. She's the product of a lot of signed checks. That night when we went home, we picked out a name. We didn't even pick out a boy's name. We picked out a girl's name, Elizabeth. Her birth parents picked the name Elizabeth. You may not know exactly how it's going to come. All you have to do is believe. That's all you have to do. I'm standing here as a witness. If you will not listen to that voice of the devil in your ear when you walk out that door tonight, if you'll just hang on to God's promise and look to His promise and nothing else, then that check will be cashed. It will not bounce, I promise. Not one check is bounced concerning this little soul right here. Elizabeth, my sister, I pray for you now, as I lay hands on you believing, that you be filled with the Holy Ghost of, and that, that the fruit of His life flow out from your life to where people will see Him living through you. We believe on the promise of Acts 2.38, and we baptize you now, my sister, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you love him tonight? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You got time for one more testimony. Did I ever tell you about the thousand six Bibles? Have I ever told you that testimony? I was down in Mexico several years ago, and there's a brother down there, and I said, Brother, what, what can we do to help you? He said, Well, we don't have Bibles. So there's people in my church that has never owned a Bible in their life. He said, if we could just get them some Bibles, said it would be such a blessing. I said, Well, sir, how, how many do you need? He said, We need a thousand Bibles. I said, well, sir, I won't promise you anything. I said, I understand I'm not promising you, but I will see what I can do. 
So I come home, talk to Brother Michael, the kids, our kids, started bringing nickels and dimes and quarters and $5 bills. And after a while, we had enough money. And I got a hold of Brother Benaiah Spinoli. He interprets for me down in Mexico. And I said, Brother Benaiah, I said, you know, I was thinking, instead of buying the Bibles in the United States, Spanish Bibles, of course, and, and, and shipping them into Mexico and having to pay, everybody wants a cut for the, to pass it through customs. And time you get them through customs, you pay more for, for the hands than you do for the actual the product. And I said, maybe better if we could just print them in Mexico. And he said, well, I'll look. So he called me back and said, I found a printer. He said he'd make a, a, thou, a thousand Bibles for, for the amount of money that we had. I said, that's wonderful. Then Brother Benai called me the next day, and he said, Brother Dale said, the printer called me, and he said, look, said, since you guys are getting a thousand, said, we'll do one or two things. He said, either we'll cut the cost and pay less uh, for each Bible, or I can make you a thousand and six Bibles for the same price. And I said, well, just, just make a thousand and six. So, Brother, they get the books, they get them, just a simple little old paperback type Bible, nothing, just give them a Bible. So the books come in, Brother Benai got them, put them on this big bus, and it was a 16-hour drive down to the southern part of Mexico, Quantaru, down in that area there. And I flew down there to meet them to be there when they gave the Bibles out because I wanted to see the people get the Bibles, and I've got some pictures of it somewhere. And so anyway, on the way down there, Brother Benai and them got stopped by the Mexican soldiers and made everybody get off the bus. And, you know, if you've ever been in those countries, it's, it's a little bit nerve-wracking the way they treat you. They've got all these AK-47s and... Anyway, they was all out there, and they raised up the doors of this bus, and here's all these boxes of Bibles. And they said, what's that? Brother and I said, they're Bibles. I said, Bibles? I said, yes. I said, what are you doing with them? I said, you're going to sell them? I said, no, no, we're not selling them. I said, we're giving them away. They said, you're taking all these Bibles, and you're giving them away? I said, yeah, we're taking them down here to the southern part of Mexico. We're going to give them away. And that soldier said, so you're giving them away? I said, yeah, yeah, we're giving them away. He said, well, so since you're giving away, said, we don't have a Bible. Said, we'd like to have a Bible. Said, would you give us a Bible? Brother and I said, sure, I'll be glad to give you a Bible. Said, how many of them are you? He said, there's six of us. Brother right. <laughs> and I gave them six and took the thousand to the brother down in Quandaru. But you know what I got out of that? God knew they'd want those Bibles before they ever put them on the bus. And that same God knew that those Mexican soldiers would ask for six Bibles and provided that. As the same Lord Jesus knew that you'd need healing tonight and he provided this message for you. If thou can believe, all things are possible. Go and be a testimony. Amen. Do you love him tonight? Remember the trustee meeting. Remember the service this weekend, Brother Matt Watkins. And remember Brother Donnie down at Brother David Silers. We're going to go down for those meetings and then be over in Kentucky on Sunday up in Kentucky and then I leave next Thursday for Missouri and then somewhere else after that I don't know but certainly good to be here certainly love and appreciate you may God reach you. I feel good how many believes God answered your prayer tonight amen it's already done amen let's just sing it brother Harry I ain't gonna try you know I can't sing but brother Harry can sing let's, let's sing that tonight as we're dismissed it's already done just go out testifying of it it's already done Right after, well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the doctor says that I don't have no more sugar. No, don't do that. Shout the victory before the doctor ever says anything. Come through the door Saturday night shouting the victory. Right out your testimony. Believe God. Amen. Amen. He'll give you the desire of your heart. Sing it for us, Brother Harry. Sing it for us, Brother God bless you. It's already done. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. It's already done. Praise.
hear me when I pray. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm already healed. I'm already healed, Lord. How we thank you for it tonight, Lord. I'm already healed. I'm already healed. I'm already healed. Hallelujah. I'm already healed. Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you, Savior. God bless you. Battle 